Episode H for <laughs> Halloween. That's right. Episode H for Halloween. And the reason we do not have an episode number for this episode is because we decided we were doing a Halloween episode after we recorded several episodes. So this is episode H. I just like to hear you say the word episode. Episode. <laughs> so... It is, well, it's very nearly Halloween right now, and it will be Halloween by the time you're all hearing this. So thanks for joining us here on our Halloween episode of The Chatterbox. And we are going to take a little bit of a departure from our regularly scheduled banter to bring you some real life ghost stories. Ooh, I've been waiting for this podcast. I know, for at least a week since we decided we were going to do it. <laughs> and let me just say, happy Halloween to all of our ghouls and friends. Happy, happy Halloween. May you eat too much candy and keep your dentist in business. That's what I do. Yeah, me too. Me too. By Although, the way, what is your favorite candy? My favorite candy? That's really interesting. Um... I don't know anymore. I used to have favorite candies, uh, but I've actually stopped eating them for the most part. If I had to pick one, I would go with the Toblerone bar. I love Toblerone. I don't think I've ever had one of those. Okay, so the next time I am hanging out in Jersey, all right, we're, we're getting us some Toblerone. That's all there is to it. Well, bring it over because I'll make sure to have some Reese's peanut butter cups here. I do like those as well. Yeah. All right. Those are yummy. And I also love those little tiny chocolate bars, those little Hershey's, you know, the little chocolates. You know, you can't really go wrong with candy unless it's like that cheap candy that a lot of people get for Halloween. That's kind of like fake chocolate. Oh, come on. Don't give out cheap candy. We always give out really good candy. I know. We sh you should give out really good candy. It, it only comes once a year. This is true. We have, I don't know. I know, you know, I don't know. You know, let me start that again. <laughs> that was funny. I don't know, you know? You know? Uh, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. I know, but I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. <laughs> I I know that most of you out there don't know me personally, which uh, you're probably very very thankful for, I'm guessing. But you're such a sweetie pie. I am such a sweetie pie. Thank you so much for noticing. And I'm modest, too. You have a few hours? I can tell you about it. Okay, we only have a half hour, so move it along, will Moving, ya? moving, moving. One of the things that most of my friends find interesting, fascinating, uh, I guess, are the words I'm looking for uh, about me, is the fact that I have numerous, numerous personal ghost stories. Ooh. <laughs> Insert creepy sound effects here. <laughs> I have in, in my 
in my life have experienced many, many hauntings, visitations, uh, weirdness, whatever you'd like to call it. And uh, I have a, a, a large bank of ghost stories. And we decided that it would be kind of fun to share just a couple of those with you guys here uh, for Halloween. Oh, yeah. Please do share. I can't wait to hear this story. Okay, so the first story, I was uh, I was living in New York. Do you notice the theme? All really bad things happen in New York, but hey, I digress. Quit picking on New York. Hey, you live in Jersey. But I'll tell you, nice to know that the ghosts are visiting New York. All right. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I mean, New Jersey, you have your, it's the, the only state in the union with its own devil. This is true. There you go. We aim to please here. <laughs> Or not. <laughs> well, I guess, guess it just kind of depends on that one. This is true. So I was in New York. My brother lived outside of Philadelphia and I would go home. I would go to his house uh, a couple times a month. I'd take public transportation and go and visit the kids and maybe take them out to a movie or, or something because my brother has like six kids. Wow. And when you have six or seven kids, you know, you don't actually get them out as much as you'd like to and they don't get to do a lot of the, the fun things that their friends are getting to do. So I used to try and take them. God, I was the fun aunt. So I would Aww. I would run down and I would uh, try and take them to a movie or take them out to a show, something that was a little You're bit different. Aunt. I know, right? I am. I truly am. And I was visiting my brother this one day and I was exhausted. It was a rough week at work. I just spent, I think it was like three to four hours on public transportation between New York and Philadelphia. You know, you had to go from New York to New Jersey, wait for a train, go from New Jersey to Philly, wait for another train, grab a train from Center City, Philly, out to where my brother lived, wait for somebody to pick me up. It was like a three, four hour trip. So I was feeling a little bit tired. I went up into uh, one of the bedrooms and laid down to take a nap. Ooh, this is getting good now. I know, right? I don't know how long I was asleep, but I remember waking up and seeing something fly through the window. And when I say something fly through the window, I'm, you know, I'm not talking like a bird or a bug or something that I recognized. It was like a big, formless, black cloud of some like some black cloud vapor thing i have no idea what this was this thing fills up what seemed like half the room there's this big shapeless black thing from floor to ceiling in the room with me now having been a used to seeing things people getting visitations whatever and b being raised a devout and practicing catholic there are two things you can do when you see big black masses sitting in front of you. Scream? I was thinking run <laughs> or pray. Now, the big black masses between me and the door, running is not an option. Well, I was going to say, I probably would be just frozen. So um, I start praying and all of a sudden this thing grabs onto my legs and starts pulling me off the bed. What? I, I kid you not. So this thing is pulling me off the bed. Wait a minute. I think I saw an episode of, not an episode, uh, what is it? Uh, paranormal. I think it has something like that. You know, um, I, I can tell you as, as someone who's, who's experienced this sort of thing, it's not so much fun. 
Are you sure you weren't dreaming? I am absolutely sure I was not dreaming. Because you did fall asleep. I did fall asleep. Did um, you have anything to drink before you fell asleep? This was actually before I drank. So no. Hmm. For those of you who are interested, I actually didn't start drinking until I was about 30. So I, I and, and I'll tell you in a minute how I know that I was not asleep while this was going on. Um, so this thing starts trying to pull me off the bed. Well, I was going to say, because a lot of people are going to question, well, maybe she was dreaming and you thought you were awake. I mean, these are these are the common things that people would say. Okay, so believe me when I tell you, I wish that I had dreamt this. I really wish that I had dreamt this. So I'm sitting there praying against this thing, and this thing keeps trying to pull me off of the bed and keeps trying to pull me off of the bed. And it feels no, like I'm in- I have to go back to this because you did say you were in New York, right? That, that I was actually in Philadelphia at this point. Okay, so you're in Philadelphia. I'm in Philadelphia. You took umpteen trains to get there. I took at least four, yes. You fell asleep. Mm-hmm. You woke up. There's mm-hmm. a blob in front of you manifesting into this huge blob that is now tugging on your legs. I just want yes. to get this straight. You've okay. got the you've got you've got the gist of the story. All right. So And you're not dreaming. I'm not dreaming. And I I again I will get to the not dreaming part in just a second. Okay. So I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying. And the, the, it seems like the more I pray, the harder this thing is tugging and pulling and just yanking on me. To the point where I'm literally half on the bed and half off. Wow. Okay. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just as quickly as this thing flew in through the window, it disappears. Disappears completely. That is so creepy. So I am now fully awake. Well, you think? I, I, I'm pretty sure I am now fully awake. I get up and I go downstairs. And my brother's in the living room. And he looks at me and he said, you know... Here's the weirdest thing that just happened to me. I was sitting here in the living room and I was praying the rosary. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I felt like I was fighting something. And I just kept praying the rosary and it just kept like I was fighting and fighting and fighting this thing. And then all of a sudden it disappeared. Wow. Look at this. It's like a combined energy. And I just looked at my brother, shook my head back and forth because, of course, my entire family knows that I have this gift, power, whatever you want to call it. So I looked at my brother and I just shook my head and I'm like, dude, you don't even want to know. Don't ask. (laughs) Don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't tell. So that is how I know that I was not sleeping because my brother was also experiencing it while he was downstairs in the living room. Wow, that is creepy. Is that not creepy? Well, Anybody want to invite me over for dinner? I promise not to bring any friends. <laughs> well, you can bring the wine at least. I, I can bring friends, but friends that you'll see and possibly recognize. Preferably friends that we would see would be nice. I'm Liz Tappy from Dark Beauty, and you can learn more about me and Dark Beauty by visiting darkbeautymusic.com. Social media, band news, music, and more. And you can get an autographed photo of the Dark Angel by clicking on our community page and leaving your comments. Thanks again, and hope to see you at darkbeautymusic.com. That was my first ghost story. Jeez, if that's the first one and it's tugging you off the bed, I'd hate to hear what the next one is.
Actually, that's not true. I really do want to hear it. So go ahead. Tell me the next one. But by the way, listeners, friends, fans, those of you who really enjoy a good ghost story, we want to hear from you. Let us know what you think about this and and have you had any experiences that are similar to this story? Preferably without large black blobs trying to yank you off the bed. It's not a fun thing. I would imagine it's not. And it's time for ghost story number two. Ooh. I was dating this guy. We'll call him Bob. Guy. We'll call him Guy. There you go. We'll call him Guy. And the first date that I had with Guy went really well. We met at uh, Borders Books. We, uh, or I'm sorry, Barnes & Noble Bookstore. And we sat there. We talked about all of the stuff we were into, science fiction and all this kind of stuff. We went to see a movie. It went, oh, it was like the best first date I'd ever been on. Were you in the ghost style? I was not, actually. We were in the coffee right, shop. Okay, I mean, we're in the coffee check shop, in. which is almost as good, because as we know, all ghosts are attracted to caffeine. Well, this is true. Doesn't everybody know that? Uh, I mean, hello. I mean, where do you think they get all that energy from haunting? Well, this is true. <laughs> so, go out on a couple of dates with Guy, and everything seems to be going going well. And then the one day, I mentioned that I'm repainting my 8 by 10 space here in the world, and he offers to come over and help. And I'm like, well, gosh, isn't that very nice of Guy to come over and help me paint? Every time you say Guy, I can't stop thinking about the movie Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. We love oh, Guy. We love Guy. Um, so he comes over and he helps me paint. And, you know, it goes pretty well. But the room gets painted. I mean, you know, most of the room gets painted. We, I had to have a couple friends come over and help me a few days later. He leaves. And then all of a sudden, after he leaves, like all this weirdness starts happening. Like, huh, the first thing that I noticed is I'm walking around. Now, obviously, in order to paint the room, I had to take everything out of the room and put it in either the spare bedroom or the other bedroom, you know, the, the other rooms to kind of keep everything out of here so I could paint. Oh, you mean you were actually doing it the right way? <laughs> yes, yes, I was actually doing okay. this correctly. Now, the first thing I noticed is I'm walking around and I'm like, huh. I can't find my crucifix. That's weird. It was on my wall. I took it to the spare bedroom. I put it on the um, the, the the bureau in the spare bedroom. It's nowhere to be found. I can't find my crucifix. I'm like, that's odd. So, I, I mean, I just looked at it as, at the time, you know, thinking to myself, well, obviously, I thought I put it there and I put it someplace else and I'm just a nincompoop and I'll find it. The next day... I'm down in the basement because that's where I used to have my recording set up. And I hear what I assume is the floor creaking above me in the living room. And I, the house that I live in was built in the 80s. So we're talking at the time this happened. It's probably 25, 30 years old. So, yeah, you know, it, it could be creaking. It's not a it's not a huge thing. But then I noticed something as I'm sitting there recording. I hear this creak go from the uh what would be the outside wall in the living room 
to the stairwell going upstairs and back and forth and back and forth. And I'm listening and I'm like, creaks don't walk across the floor. Well, apparently in your house they do. <laughs> I mean, but in several times in succession, it was like, tru, tru. and then I started listening. I'm like, no, those are footsteps. Oh, that's so creepy. So I'm thinking there's somebody in the house. Wait, what time of the day was this? Um, it was bright daylight. It was like, you know, early afternoon, one, two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay, so if you had to run outside the house or something, I mean, you <laughs> you weren't going to be completely terrified of being in the dark on top of it. Well, no, no, no. Uh, so, some other things that our listeners may find interesting. Um, I am the daughter of a police officer. I am also a martial artist. I studied jujitsu. I studied Shotokan. And of course, now I do uh, European martial arts and fencing. So the only thing that I have at my disposal is my old 33-inch bat from softball days. So I grab the bat and I run upstairs. And I get to the living room and there's nobody there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have to stop you here. You grabbed the bat and you just went running upstairs? Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I... (laughs) I would have grabbed the bat and just ran out the door, probably. <laughs> so the fact that you ran upstairs is actually, you're very brave. Well, all thank right. you. So what thank happened? you very much. I'm looking all over the place and I see no one. But I hear upstairs in the hallway between the bedrooms, I hear the same footpath going back and forth the length of the hallway. Oh, and I'm thinking, how the heck? There's no way. You know, there's no way. So I run up the stairs again, looking in the bathroom, looking in the bedrooms, looking under the beds, in the closets, nothing. Jeez, this sounds like something out of a movie scene. I know, right? And then I hear it again above me. Well, the only thing above me is the attic. And the only... There's no way I'm going up in the attic. I'll tell you that right now. Well, there's no way anybody's going up in the attic because it's a 10-foot ceiling and there's no stairs. There, There are no stairs to my attic. You have to get a ladder. You have to pop the hatch and you have to climb up the ladder to get into the attic so i'm sitting there looking at the hatch to the attic and it hasn't been disturbed and it's also coincidentally in my room so i'm like this is nuts this is just nuts i i I must be i i was like i must be hallucinating or more tired than i thought but this is just crazy because there's nobody in that attic you know they, they, they'd have had to jump pretty high and they, and I would have had to hear that, that hatch get pushed out of the way. So somebody could jump up there. So I'm try and push it, put it out of my head. That night, one of my other friends comes over. She plays uh, in a women's hockey league. We're chit chatting. And all of a sudden she looks at me and she's like, there's something wrong here. Hmm. She's feeling a little vibe here, huh? She is now fellow Irishman. Okay, so, you know, it's part of our heritage, practically. And she's going, there's something wrong. Is there something? Your house was never haunted before. Oh, gee. Thanks, Ginge. Appreciate that. I drive her to hockey, and she's standing over my shoulder as I lock the front door. We load her, take her stuff out of her car, put it in my car. We drive to Ohio for the hockey game. Ohio's another state that keeps coming up where bad things happen. Have you noticed this? I think because there's a lot of open ground, so the, there's there's a lot happening in Ohio. Well, I mean, you know, you've got That's Pennsylvania in the middle, you've got Ohio on one side, New York on the other. Seems like Pennsylvania is like a safe zone between the two states. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so we drive there and we're 
just chit chatting, you know, talking about hockey, talking about music, talking about whatever we're talking about. About halfway through the hockey game, I get this sudden feeling like the front door is not locked. And it's a really strong feeling like, gee, I hope nobody walks in through the open front door. Kind of like, like almost like that exact scenario was placed in my head. Hmm. The hockey game gets over. The hockey game gets over. I think I was just Englishing. The (laughs) hockey game is over. (laughs) Step off. Step off. After the hockey game is over. How about that? That, Uh, I like that. You like that one better? Yeah, I like that Uh, one better. We load up the car. You know, we drive back to my house. And I asked her, do you remember me locking the door? She's like, yeah, you locked the door. I watched you lock the door. Okay, well, I just got this really weird feeling in the middle of your game, like the door was unlocked. And I don't, you know, it's kind of a creepy feeling. So we pull up to the house. I put my hand on the door and the door opens. Key is still in the other hand. And I looked at Ginger and I'm like, you're sure I locked that door? She's like, oh yeah, you locked the door. I watched you lock the door. So both of us know that I locked this door. All of a sudden the door is open. So what do we do? Because we're crazy. We run around the house looking for intruders. (laughs) Well, I got to say, at least you're brave about it. There are no intruders in the house. Um, I should also say that at this point, my dog was visiting his cousins down in uh, Georgia. So not even the dog was here to, to verify, you know, to independently verify that something creepy was going on. Walking around, walking around, and there's just, n- there, there's nothing. We can't find anybody. We can't find a reason the door was open when we both watched me lock it and pull the key out. You know, we, we sit down, we have a cup of coffee uh, after the game because it's late and we're kind of tired and now we're kind of freaked out and wired and she's looking at me again going okay your house is creeping me out now and it's never done that before so I'm leaving goodbye Mm, yeah sometimes you just get that weird vibe you get a Mm -hmm. feeling or something so the next day I have two other friends this this all takes place over about a week where all this weirdness is happening mind you in the entire week so far I still can't find this crucifix that I took off the wall and put in the bureau in the spare room so other friends of mine come over to help me finish painting and we get it all painted and I was talking to her on the phone the next day and I said just out of curiosity did you notice anything weird while you were there helping me paint? And she goes, you know, I think your house is starting to shift because I kept getting dizzy upstairs as I was walking through the hallways. Like, okay, tell me more. And she's like, well, you know, sometimes when the, the house shifts and it's on a kind of a kiltered angle, you get that kind of feeling. I said, did you get that kind of feeling just on the second floor or on the first floor? Or? She's like, no, just on the second floor. I said, does that not seem a little odd that if the whole house is shifting, you only feel it on one floor? She said, maybe the second floor would shift more than the first. Like, OK, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Um, I said, did you notice anything else? And she said, well, yeah, you know, there was this really weird thing where Dave went to pop the hatch on the attic so he could paint it. And I kept thinking to myself, no, don't open the attic. (laughs) Yeah, That's what I'd be saying. Okay. Now I didn't tell this friend what was going on. 
I didn't tell her anything. I just asked her what she was feeling after the fact. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I just kept thinking, no, not the attic. Don't open the attic. I'm thinking, okay, this is interesting because that's the last place I heard the footsteps. And I was talking to her on the phone uh, after they left and, and the house was, you know, the, the room was painted. And I said, hey, I've got a really odd question for you. I said, when you were, you know, when you were here and we were moving stuff around and, and, you know, the room was painted, did you happen to see the crucifix that I usually have on my wall? Because I can't find it and I don't know what I did with it. And she goes, nah. And then knowing that I am Irish and have had these experiences before, she said, maybe somebody's just being funny. And I said, well, you know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that because there ain't nothing I know that is funny with a crucifix. You know, that's not something that's, let's say, an otherworldly someone who's just playing jokes would go after. Right, right. I'm laying in bed that night. And this is this all, like I said, this is all over like the course of a week. And I have my back to my door and my facing out the window on the opposite wall. I haven't felt fallen asleep yet. And I haven't actually even started to fall asleep yet because I'm exhausted and freaked out. So I'm laying there and all of a sudden I feel something stare at me. <sighs> now you all know this feeling cause you've all been in a coffee shop and suddenly the psycho across the coffee shop starts staring at you for no apparent reason. Y- you know, that feeling and I'm sitting there There's going totally sense of energy that comes across when you feel somebody staring at you. I feel things like that many times where I can turn around and I, I feel that energy. I feel someone's almost like their eyes are burning into my back or something or I, yeah, you, you can feel things like that. So I'm feeling something stare at me and I'm looking and there's nothing there. And whatever it is, is staring at me from the doorway coming out of the hallway. Oh, boy. Now, this something is not that bright. And here's why this something is not that bright. This something hid the crucifix, forgot to hide the holy water. (laughs) So I roll over, I grab my bottle of holy water, and I'm like, okay, 33 bat ain't going to make it, cut it this time. (laughs) So I grab the holy water, and I just start dousing the entire upstairs with the holy water. Jeez. Well, I know if I need an, to, if, if anybody needs an exorcist, we know who to call now. You know it. <laughs> I, wow. I, I, don't, I don't mess around. So I get you to the... You kidding me. I'm actually impressed that you have the crucifix and the, and the holy water. I mean, I'm, I'm still thinking about that. So I get to the corner of the corner of the bathroom, uh, where the hallway uh, kind of turns and goes into the bathroom. And I'm down that little stretch of hallway by the bathroom. And I splash the holy water up against the bathroom doorway. And I had actually, I had been in the bathroom. It's a, it's a Jack and Jill. So there are two entrances and I had been in there, but I'd gone out the other entrance. So this door was actually still closed. I splashed the holy water up against the doorway and the door. And I see all of a sudden three or four, possibly even five, just black shapes swirl off the wall and vaporize. What is it with you in black shapes? You know, black shapes are not happy. I've only, I've only run into three of, well, I've the, that group plus the one in Philly. And there was another one in New York, which sadly did not make this podcast, but yeah, maybe if my ghost stories are interesting enough, I'll tell you about that one again. 
Well, they must all hang out together because the first one was tugging on your leg, so. Mm, uh, they must. Either that or they're ticked off because I keep escaping. I don't know. <laughs> well, you seem to have all the gear to be able to do it. It's like a go- you're like a Ghostbuster. I am. I am. Metalhead and Ghostbuster. <laughs> Metalhead slash Ghostbuster. So as soon as these things swirl off the wall and disappear, like everything returns to normal. I walk into the spare bedroom and right on the bureau where I thought I put it is the crucifix. That's creepy. Welcome to my world. (laughs) No wonder such strong music comes out of that room. I know, right? Wow. Uh, And just as a follow up, I took some of the palm because again i am i'm still catholic uh but the palm from palm sunday i took some of that and went through the house and did a more thorough blessing just in case anybody stuck around but yes i i will never forget the day that guy came to visit and brought three or five of his closest otherworldly friends and left them here after he went home oh (laughs) that guy well you know he does belong in galaxy quest after all so he needs to stay there, up in space somewhere. Oh, that's just crazy. That is crazy. It is. And and the, I think the, the craziest part about them is they're true. But here's know? what I want to know. when you, Have you actually told other people these stories? Oh, yeah. And what was the reaction? Well, it depends. I have several friends who do not believe in these things and they keep trying to find the logical explanation, which is fine. Well, that's just it. I mean, who's to, who's to question and say that you didn't see what you saw, especially if you're running around the house with, a, you know, all kinds of, uh, ghost hunting gear, ghost hunting gear, like baseball bats. It's not like you're sleeping, you know, you're not sleepwalking. So who's to say that you didn't really see what you're what you, right? What you saw, and, and you know these two stories both involved other people. Well, the first one I could kind of see where somebody would say, "Well, you know, you you did fall asleep. Maybe you thought you were awake, but you were dreaming." I mean, I could see those kinds of things coming at you, but something like this where you're not asleep at all and completely awake and hearing these noises propelling you to grab onto whatever you need to, to get this thing out of the house. And now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, Raskinberry. Shh, be quiet. The kids will hear you. So what? It's Halloween. I know, but if they know we're home, they're going to want some of this doodlebug candy. Well, you better not go into my cookie jar for any of it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, doodlebug candy contains ladybug heinies and chicken toenails, all covered with delicious Israeli chocolate. I want to keep it all to myself. Well, you better save me some. Dang right. Remember, doodlebug chocolate. Keep it all for yourself on Halloween. And if a kid comes to your door anyway, kick him in the shin. And now, back to our program. So, welcome back. We had to take a brief pause because of some technical difficulties. Apparently, all those little ghosties on the other side don't like us talking about them like this. 
This is true. They're messing with our sound. They were totally messing. Totally messing. They're such sour sports. Such poor losers. Anyway, uh, one last ghost story for you today. This one's actually, I don't want to say it's happier, but it's more upbeat than the last two. So, with <laughs> the last two were quite, what's the word I want to say? Creepy. Creep, more than creepy. Way more than creepy, especially when you Ooh. live them, they're way more than creepy. But uh, here, let me, let me, uh, let me jump into this one. So, we're, we're going back to New York for a moment. Um, a lot happens in New York. I can. A lot happened in New York. Well, a lot happened before New York, too. Um, and a lot happened after New York. I just kind of sorted through and picked out the, the most interesting ones, I thought, I felt, personally. Um, so I'm in New York, and I wake up one morning to go to work. And I feel terrible. I feel like crap. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just feel, I just feel drained and non-energetic, which for me... Uh, I'm normally a fairly energetic, hyperactive kind of individual. Unless you've been recently attacked by a blob. Unless I have been recently attacked by a big black blob that's just in the middle of the room for no reason, trying to pull me off the bed. Then I tend to spaz a little bit. But I'm going... Other than that. Other than that, it's all perfectly good. Uh, So I walk down to the subway. And I'm standing on the subway platform. And all of a sudden, just this really weird energetic wave passes through me. It's like a, a, it's like a blistering heat followed by a sub-zero freeze just pushing its way through my body. It was the weirdest thing. And after this happened, I'm literally on the subway's platform shaking. I cannot walk. I cannot move. I don't know what's wrong with me. Oh, I've had dreams where... I, I wake up and I can't move. I, I can't move my body. I wonder if this is, feels something. It reminds me of that kind of thing. It, well, I was standing on the subway platform. So with any luck at all, I was not dreaming. Um, with any luck at all, I was not dreaming. So, and if you were, that will be <laughs> very interesting to hear where this is going to go. Exactly. So I go, I managed to finally go back up the stairs and go home because there's no way that I'm I'm going anywhere in this condition I can't I can hardly walk I can hardly move I I feel completely drained like I have zero energy left I'm I'm sleeping in bed you know coming home from the the train asleep I wake up now none of you know I, I there was actually a resident ghost in the apartment um he introduced himself as Sal um Seemed to be a nice guy, seemed to be a protective spirit, never never bothered anybody, just kind of poked his head in every now and again and went, hi, I'm here. All right, everything's okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> well, that was pop. quick. Pretty much, that's all he ever did was Quick pop in and out, okay. Pop in, pop out. I wake up, and the covers are being pulled off of me. Oh, no. I know. They have no sense of humor. They're always doing the same thing over and over. So... I'm looking at this woman who's standing in the middle of my apartment who has obviously been, um, was once alive, shall we say. And she looks right at me and says, it's okay, you know me. I looked right back at her and went, I do not. (laughs) I have no idea who you are. 
And that's all she keeps saying to me. It's like, it's okay. You know me. Now, wait a minute. As you're saying, are you, did you actually verbalize this? I actually verbalized. Yes. Uh, Fortunately, I was the only one in the apartment. So no one came to take me away after that. I actually said out loud, no, I don't know you. I don't know who you are. And I look over by the apartment door and Sal's standing there very nonchalantly like, yeah, it's okay. I let her in. It's, It's all good. Well, nice to know there's a little party going on. And, uh, I know. I wasn't. Well, I, I was apparently invited. <laughs> so well, Apparently you were. So this this woman disappears. And I'm like, okay, that was just a dream. That had to just be a dream. So I rolled that. I pulled the covers back on me. I rolled over. I went back to sleep because, again, I'm still not feeling really well. I don't know what's wrong with me. A little bit later, covers start getting pulled off of me again. I roll over. She's back in the room. It's okay. You know me. I don't know you. Who are you? And she just kept saying, you know me. You know who I am. Like, I don't know you. So she disappears again. And this whole thing happens one more time. I'm asleep. I get wakened up, awakened, I'm sorry, by the the covers being pulled off of me. And she's standing in the middle of the room. Was she cold? I mean, (laughs) what's the deal with all these covers being pulled off? Do you have an overwhelming amount of covers on you? I Didn't think I did, but uh, I don't remember it being cold. I don't remember being warm. Well, apparently whatever cover you have seems to be the one everybody wants. I know. That is the one. I mean, it's it's a lovely cover. I've had it for years. It's actually my favorite. Well, whatever Uh, you do, when you come over here, don't bring that cover with you. (laughs) Leave it at home. I was going to give it to you and Brian as a gift. Oh, gee, thanks. Anytime. The transfer of power. (laughs) It'll stay with the butterflies. Um, Well, I'm trying to get those out. (laughs) So the third time she shows up, she pulls the covers off and she starts again. It's okay. You know me. So I start, you know, what what does any good little Catholic girl start doing when there's a ghost in the middle of the room? We start praying. Well, the really weird thing is, and this is the only time this has ever happened to me. She starts praying with me. So we're sitting there and we're praying together. And I'm like, huh. This isn't normally how that goes. Hmm. How interesting. And in between prayers, we did the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be. And then we did another prayer that I don't ever remember hearing before in my life. But somehow I knew it at that instant. What are you speaking in tongues? No, it was in English. I don't remember. I I couldn't recite it now. But I just remember reciting it with her in English and never having heard the prayer before. And I'm like, okay, now, I mean, were you kneeling? I was not. I was still laying in bed. I had, um, we had a futon bunk bed combination in the living room. So we used the futon to sit on to watch TV and stuff. And then my bed was actually the bunk bed over it because it was a basically a one bedroom apartment. Um, Cole had the bedroom, Nicole had the bedroom and I had the, uh, the living room was kind of my bedroom. So when we were watching TV and stuff, we used the futon underneath the the bunk bed is a couch. Yeah, I can see that. So I'm actually on top of a bunk bed right now. We're saying this prayer together that I don't, never heard before, but I'm somehow reciting. And then she disappears again. I forgot a piece of the story because what else do we do? Uh, As you heard in the last story, what else do you reach for? You reach for your holy water. Of course, and the crucifix. Exactly. I'm looking around for the holy water and she, she picks up my holy water bottle and goes, it's, it's right here. It's perfectly fine. You don't need it. You know me. <laughs> I'm like, 
Well, for crying out loud, I want to know who this is already. Uh, so did I. <laughs> so well, we know it's Sal's friend, but that's all we know. Well, ironically, no, it's not really a friend of Sal, but I'll get there in a minute. I was talking to a friend of mine, a couple, of, you know, my roommate comes in and I start telling her what happened. And she's like, wow, that's really weird. They're not still here, are they? <laughs> like, No, I don't think so. And then another one of our friends comes up that night and I was telling her what happened. And she's going, well, you know. What did she look like? Because my sister-in-law just died. And I'm trying to describe her. And she's like, that could be my sister-in-law. And I'm like, I never met your sister-in-law. There would be no way that your sister-in-law would stand in the middle of the room and say, you know me when I never met her. Unless she's just lying. I mean, you know. So we're sitting around chewing the fat. I was actually trying to drink a beer. I I, I don't do beer very well. It just, I'm not a beer fan. Well, maybe that's why you saw this person. It could be, except that I was drinking a beer afterwards, which should tell you how rattled I was. So I'm talking to my, my, my roommate and our friends and trying to figure out who this was. And this one friend keeps telling me it was her sister-in-law. She has no reason to come talk to me. She didn't mention you. She didn't tell me that I needed to tell you something. She has no reason to mention. So then the phone rings. And this is back before the age of cell phones. We, we had, you know, the old-fashioned landlines with dial tone. And what? I know, right? So I pick up the phone and it's my mom. And my mom goes, Ellen Rose died. Mm. And I'm like, who's Ellen Rose? Ellen, your cousin, Ellen. And I'm thinking, I have an Aunt Ellen that we call Aunt Nan. And after that, I'm done. I, I got nothing. Who is my cousin Ellen? And she goes, Babe's youngest sister. Now, Babe is one of my mom's cousins. So we're talking somebody at the time who was in their mid mid 70s ish. And I said, well, okay, so here's a dumb question, mom. What did she look like? And mom goes, oh, I don't know. We haven't seen her in 20 or 30 years. The last time I saw Ellen was at my great aunt Anna's funeral when I was like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there. So you're talking like 20 years. I haven't seen this person. I get this little thought in my head that the funerals in Bethlehem my brother in Philly can't make it. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Not Bethlehem, you know, <laughs> over in Jerusalem. Um, I was going to say, this is really becoming quite the story of location now. So I got this donkey. No, I'm just joking. Uh, so Bethlehem. <laughs> With cover on it. So I've, That everybody seems to want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm, I I go to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. My brother lives in Philly. He can't make it to the funeral. My mother's stuck out in Pittsburgh. She can't make it to the funeral. You know, her sisters and her brother are spread out between Ohio and Georgia. There's one in Ohio. There's one in Virginia. There's one in Maryland. There's one down in Georgia. There's there, actually, I think at the time there were two in Georgia. So there's nobody that can make it to this funeral. And I thought... On the off chance that this was my cousin coming to talk to me, I think I might try and get down to the funeral. So I'm talking to my mom some more on the phone, thinking, saying, you know, do you think I should go down there? She's like, I don't know. Um, she died early this morning. She was fading in and out of consciousness. And I'm like, wait, she was what? My mom says she was fading in and out of consciousness. So like she was awake and then possibly not there. And my mom goes, what are you talking about? So I explained what happened because the, the fading in and out of consciousness thing started making sense with her appearing and disappearing and appearing and disappearing and appearing and disappearing. 
Oh, that's that's wild. So I get down to Bethlehem for the funeral. I take a bus. I take a Greyhound. Not recommended, by the way, but I took a Greyhound. I noticed you take a lot of transportation. (laughs) Well, I mean, in New York, you take transportation because you don't want to own a car. You seem to have covered the ground on that. I did. I did. So I, uh, I get to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We go to the funeral. I walk up to the casket. And I look in the casket and that I'm looking at the woman who was standing in the middle of my bed, in the middle of my living room. Oh, that is wicked. And I'm looking at her going, okay, so what did you want? (laughs) (laughs) So you decided, well, what the heck? I might as well ask now. So when you walk up in the middle of a, of a viewing and you look at the casket and you go, well, what did you want? You You tend to get some strange looks from people. Just, well, stranger, if the person in the casket actually sits up and answers you. Well, she did answer me, but not from sitting up. She actually came up behind me. Which well, no, she actually made the trip. She went out, made the trip, sat next to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a whole thing going on here. And, she, and what she said, she said from kind of standing behind me, I just wanted the family to be back together. So she came all the way from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, or to New York just so like the family could get back together one last time. Like I was the the representative for all of the family that couldn't be there. Now I'm not quite done yet. So as we're sitting there. Well, heck I would have asked her, well, can you tell me who Sal is? I mean, I'm kind of curious about him too. Um, Sal was attached to the apartment. Uh, he, that, that's a whole other story. We start, doing this service at the funeral home, which to me is odd. Normally the funeral home is for viewings and the services are all going to the church. So we start saying prayers at the service, the Our Father, the Hail Mary. And then out of nowhere comes this mysterious other prayer that, again, I've never heard before, but now I know it because it was the prayer that she was saying in my living room. Oh, that's that's pretty wild. So... That one was a little bit happier, but still just as creepy. Well, they're they're all so creepy. <laughs> but Hey, know, anybody want to come to my place for dinner? Let's uh, go to Suzanne's. <laughs> free entertainment. Uh, <laughs> she comes complete with ghost and ghost busting equipment. <laughs> Speaking of which, I believe, Liz, that you have a Halloween announcement of your own. Yes. We are so excited about this new song that Dark Beauty is going to be releasing. It's called Spirits of a Dead Earth, and it's haunting, and I'm hoping that everyone enjoys it as much as we are already loving it. I'll tell you what, I got to hear it. You did! And it's awesome! I can't wait to get this song out. And the premise is, it's about a ghost that comes to haunt the living only to find that the entire earth is dead. And where can we find this song? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to reach out to the stations that have been playing us and supporting our music, and I, I'm i going to be getting it to them first. So as soon as I have any of those links of who's going to be premiering 
Spirits of a Dead Earth. I will be posting that. And again, we'll be announcing that right here on our page of facebook.com slash groups slash chatterbox. You can find out all the information on this song right here. Please use hashtag chatterbox on Twitter if you're going to be tweeting or looking for information there. And I have a bit of an announcement myself. Oh, do tell. Oh, so I have been in the middle of this experiment for about a year. I forced myself to write at least a song a week for the last year or so. So I have well over, well over 50 songs bankrolled, if you will, toward my upcoming album. So that's incredible, by the way. I mean, that's really incredible because it's not easy to do that. Thank you. Thank you. You're um, welcome. And so I have started listening back to all of that music that I've amassed and written over the last year. And I have made my first selection of the song that is actually the first song that is actually going to be on the album. It's got a working title of Angels, and it is going to be up on my SoundCloud page. Oh, that's going to be great. Links in our Facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash chatterbox rocks and you can hit us up on twitter hashtag chatterbox and we'll be letting you listen to that soon as well i'm so excited about that and i think it's an amazing accomplishment that you were able to do that because it's not easy to write a song away i mean some people can can do it i can't the writing for me doesn't come like that so the fact that you have so much because you said I'm going to do this every week I think that's great well thank you well you're welcome and I got to hear Spirits of a Dead Earth demo version of course just Liz's lovely vocal and some piano and it is it's already amazing you guys are not going to believe this song I'm so excited about getting this song out it's long overdue and I and I have uh, a lot of people asking, when's the next GB album coming out? Well, this is not the full album for the next part of our story, but it is, uh, it's is—it's going to be a really cool single to get out there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on Chatterbox today. We are going to sign off. We will see you on the next episode, which will actually have a number, by the way. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm Liz Tapia from darkbeautymusic.com. And I'm Suzanne from suzannedecree.com. And we'll see you on the next episode. Hi, this is Suzanne from suzannedecree.com. I want to help you become a better guitarist. Stop by my Facebook page, suzannedecree1, or hit me up on Twitter, at suzannedecree, and let me know what you're struggling with. I'll give you a free 30-minute lesson. One per customer, please. Chatterbox, box for chatter, chatterbox, box for chatter, chatterbox.